This is a Kindling Kids podcast. I'm Dexter. I'm Annika. We're the Fact Detectors, and we're friends with some of the coolest grown-ups around. They know all the cool facts about everything. Bzzz, bzzz. Dexter, why are you doing that? Because in this episode, we're going to learn about bees. Hey, Ken. Hey, Fact Detectives. Ken works as an entomologist at Melbourne Museum and is one of only a few bee experts in the whole of Australia. Are you ready to tell us the facts, Ken? What would you like to know? Fact one! What's the difference between a bee and a wasp? Bees belong to the large group of insects called Hymenoptera. These include all of the wasps, bees and ants. And there are over 200,000 different species worldwide. For bees, there's about 20,000 species worldwide, and in Australia, we have around about 2,000 species. Wow! The bees we're most familiar with are the European honeybee. It's the one with the black and white stripes. They look pretty similar to wasps, but there are a few important differences. First, bees look a bit fluffy. It's because they're covered in hair. Wasps, on the other hand, look more shiny. Bees have a stinger and some can only use it once. This means when one of these bees chooses to sting someone or something, it's a really big deal because it dies soon after. Wasps don't have to be so careful. They have a stinger and it can be used multiple times. Ouch! If you're on the other end of a bee or wasp sting, you'll be glad to know that while both can cause pain, they won't kill you. But if you're allergic to a sting, you'll definitely need to get medical attention as soon as possible. Another interesting fact is that wasps feed their babies other insects, while bees feed their babies pollen from flowers. Fact two! Is it true that the female bees do all the work? In most of our households, the mums and dads share workload of shopping and cooking and raising children, but in the bee world, it's different. The female bees do all the work in the bee world of making the nest, collecting pollen, laying eggs, and even some of them help to raise their young. Now, there are two different types of ways that female bees manage all of their jobs. One way is through sharing the workload with other bees, called social bees. A good example of a social bee is the honeybee, which most of you will have seen in your garden. Yeah, I've seen them. Honeybees make a hive with tens of thousands of other female bees inside. All but one of these bees are called worker bees, and they do all the work of building the hive, collecting pollen, making honey, and feeding the baby bees. Apart from the worker bees inside the hive, there is also a single queen bee who spends her time laying thousands of bee eggs every day. Every day? Far out! However, most bees in Australia are not like the social honeybee. Of the almost 2,000 Australian bee species, only 12 are social. All the other non-social bees are called solitary bees. What do they do? Each female bee digs a small hole in the ground or finds a hole in the tree, brings back some pollen to the hole to make a pollen ball, and then she lays an egg on top. The female bee then seals up the hole with the pollen and the eggs and flies away. When the bee egg hatches, it eats the pollen ball and changes into an adult bee and then it flies away all by itself. Oh! Fact three! 
Do all bees make honey? We all like to eat honey either by the spoonful or on bread or on toast. I know I do. But only social bees make honey. And remember, there's only 12 species of social bees amongst the 2,000 bee species in Australia. Social bees make honey so the colony can survive the winter when there are no flowers available to collect food. All solitary bees die at the end of autumn and the young emerge in the spring to begin a new generation. Life is much easier as a solitary bee. Making honey is hard work. It actually takes the work of 12 bees to make just one teaspoon of honey. To produce one kilo of honey, bees must visit about four million flowers and fly the equivalent of about three times around the earth. That's over 120,000 kilometres. Whoa! As busy as a bee is a wonderful expression you might have heard. No wonder social bees only live about six weeks. They literally wear themselves out. Far out, poor bees. Fact four. Why do bees sting? Believe it or not, not all bees have a sting. Remember I said there are only 12 social bee species in Australia? Well, of these 12 species, 11 of them do not have a sting. The one social bee that does have the sting is the honeybee. Yep, I knew that. Have you ever been stung by a honeybee? Yeah. It hurts, doesn't it? And some people get very sick from the venom a honeybee's sting injects into you. Honeybees mainly sting to either protect themselves or to protect their hive. I guess that makes sense. All the young bees live inside the hive, as well as all the delicious honey they work so hard to collect. Without this stored honey, the honeybee hive would not survive the winter months. So they will do anything they can to protect their food and their young. But it's good to remember that bees do not really want to sting you. Phew! As I said earlier, when a honeybee stings you, it actually kills the bee. The sting has some barbs that get stuck in your skin. So when the bee tries to pull out the sting, it pulls away part of its abdomen. Ew! Most native bees have a sting too, but unlike the honeybee, it does not have any barbs, so it does not die if it stings you. But native bees rarely sting, as they do not have a hive to protect. In fact, they tend to bite rather than to sting. So my advice is this, when you do find a bee buzzing around you, try not to catch it or even to hit it away. Just let it fly around you and soon it will fly away. OK, thanks Ken. Fact 5. Why do bees buzz? Have you ever heard a honeybee fly past you? Yeah. Buzz. That noise is made by the flapping of the honeybee's wings. Honeybees beat their wings at an incredible speed 230 times per second. Unlike flies, which have only two wings, honeybees have four wings, so they make lots more noise. Cool! You generally cannot hear the sound of native bees flying because they're much smaller than honeybees and it does not take as much effort for them to fly. But there's one group of native bees that do make a unique buzzing noise and they make this noise to help them to collect food. How do they do that? For most plants, pollen is produced on the outside of the flower's pollen holder and any bee can simply scrape the pollen off. However, there's a group of plants called the Solanaceae, which include tomato plants. Plants in this group differ to other plants because instead of storing the pollen on the outside of the pollen holder, their pollen holder is a hollow tube and they store pollen on the inside of the tube. So how do bees get pollen from the inside of a tube? They cannot scrape the pollen out, so they buzz it out. Cool. There are special buzz pollinating bees, 
One Australian group is called the Blue Banded Bees and they wrap their body around the hollow pollen tube and they change the frequency of their wing beat to a much higher frequency. This causes the pollen grains inside the hollow pollen holder to bounce around and eventually to fly out the end all over the buzzing bee. Wow! Ask your growing up if you can plant some tomatoes in your garden and when they are in flower, go out and look and listen for these buzz-pollinating blue-banded bees. Try this at home! Bees are so important to our ecosystem. If you already see bees and other insects in your garden, it's a good sign that you've got a healthy garden. Adult bees need flower nectar to give them sugar energy to fly and they need pollen to feed their young. So, to bring more bees into your garden, you should try growing a variety of flowering plants. Try to add plants that flower at different times of the year, so bees will have a long feeding period. Good choices are Australian natives like grevillea, bottle brush, flowering gum trees, honey myrtle, tea tree and daisies. These have the added benefit of also attracting beautiful native birds. Awesome! Yeah, imagine all the beautiful birds we could bring to our garden. Thanks, Ken! It's been a pleasure, Fact Detectives. This has been another super fun episode of the Fact Detectives with me, Dexter, and me, Annika. Big thanks to Ken Walker, Senior Curator of Entomology at Museums Victoria. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe because we share a fun new episode with you every fortnight. And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with Museums Victoria. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.